0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Extra Point Show on WGR Sports Radio 550.
1: Happy Thursday morning, everyone. Zach Jones and Joe Kelly hanging out with you for the next two hours as we fill in here on the Extra Point Show. Joe, how are we doing this morning, man? Doing all right. Doing all right. Excited to get on and Chat with you about
2: some sports happenings—that's for sure. This is your this is your weekday,
1: yeah. debut, right? Weekday debut,
2: yeah. Minus the nightcaps. Minus the night caps, that's, the really yeah. that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, because you filled in for me a little bit last year. Yeah, because I take off for March Madness. It's not even. Not even. <laughs> it's not even. Not anymore. question. No. 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 It, well, because I, you know, I lie to our bosses when I'm taking off. They're like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to be out of town the whole thing, and like our bosses now are like, you just take off for March Madness, and I'm like, absolutely. Like, completely understandable. 100. So, yeah, you filled in there, and then you've done a little bit on Bill's post or uh, pregame as well. Yes, a little bit. Nice, Um, nice.
2: Some little appearances on Sports Talk, Saturdays, and things along those lines as well. So, yeah, the weekday
1: debut, for real. Getting up, hell yeah. Yeah, this is exciting. This is fun. This is fun. So, yeah, you had to get up early this morning. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. I got got up early this morning. I got to tell you, I made a terrible decision. Mm -hmm. I went to a local coffee shop that is local in the Canadian region and Buffalo. Oh, okay. And I got a coconut, like, blue raspberry drink. Mm. I made the decision thinking like, oh, it tastes a lot like blue raspberry.
2: Doesn't. It's like straight coconut. It's like
1: coconut with like a hint of citrus. Interesting. And I am not in a good place with it. See, are you a coconut fan? No. Like,
2: oh, see, I no. am. I think I would really like what
1: that. You know what I mean? I order that with courage in my heart, thinking it's gonna be blue raspberry. The ratio is gonna be yeah. more to blue well, raspberry side. Because they yeah. led with blue raspberry, and then in the back they're like with coconut syrup. And I'm like,
2: no, they just pumped that coconut ah, syrup in they there. Lied yeah.
1: straight to my face, <laughs> and I'm. It's not a good start to the morning. It's not no. a good start to the morning. No. Do you have the Sabers tonight? Mm-hmm. Playing at seven o'clock. They're playing Florida, who's on their second game of a back-to-back. They beat up on Pittsburgh yesterday very badly, and now we get Sam Reinhart's return, who's maybe having his best season of his career, and I heard Jeremy and Joe talking about it, we were talking about it with them as they were leaving as well, of like, cool, cool, Sam Reinhart's going to score maybe his 40th goal tonight in Buffalo. And, man, he is – what, what do you remember from those era of, like, the Sabres teams when, like, they first got Eichel, Reinhardt's what, like, in his second or third year, they get O'Reilly, they get Kane. It, like, it actually felt like, hey, this is exciting, like, this is something – yeah, I just remember the incredible disappointment I feel. I don't really have any good memories from that. No, I I don't either. And it was, truthfully, I mean, I was just
2: getting into high school at that point in time. I was a sophomore when they went on their ten game, eleven game win streak, mm-hmm. and that's when I really started to get back into the Sabres because as a kid, I, I I never really could sit down and watch a Sabres game because they just it was it wasn't eventful hockey. It was, um, you know, they were losing quite a bit, so it wasn't yep. anything interesting to get into. And, you know, you had the Bills on the the come-up. That was, you know, not really at that point, but you thought it would be mm-hmm. with E.J. Manuel, I guess, you know, as a kid. But oh, man,
1: I could, I could talk
2: <laughs> all all day EJ. about EJ. E.J. Manuel. But, um, no, I, I, I remember Sam Reinhart, nothing but, like, you know, the – being touted as, like, he's going to come here, change things around big time, right?
1: Yeah, he's going to be the start of what will eventually be the turnaround for the Sabres. Right,
2: and that, unfortunately, because coaching decisions, to think of things along those lines, other things, it did not work out that way. And uh, the classic Buffalo fashion, he goes to another team and absolutely
1: just pops off. His so. highest goal total with the Sabres was 25 goals. He did that twice in the 2017-2018 season and then the 2020-2021 season. In 54 games, by the way, he did that. That's pretty darn good run. And then with Florida, he has topped that every single year. In his <laughs> first year with Florida, thirty-three goals. Last year, thirty-one. And then this year, he's over, he's going to be forty-plus. He's at thirty-nine. He's, yeah. mm-hmm. he, he's going to push fifty, if not get past it. Hundred percent. What what a run by him. So that's exciting. That's fun.
2: Yeah, can't wait for that. No, right. I mean, I've I've been to the Jack Oka Return games right before. Oh, did you go to the first one? The first one and the second one. Wow. And the first one, the booze, like it was it was great because then you had it stolen away from him at the end for the game win, all of that. Right, so it was like, yes, we won the trade, you know, like in in the short term there. Then he's healthy, comes back mm-hmm, around, mm-hmm. and scores a hattie in the second in the second one. So yeah, that was not not the best you could say. So I'm hoping you know what, as a Sam Reinh- Reinhardt fan, nothing but you know, I
1: don't, decent... th- I don't think anyone actually like dislikes Sam. Reinhard.
2: No, like it's not like you know the Jack Eichel hate, right? You're not getting any of that for Sam yeah. Reinhardt. So. Congratulations, I guess you're going to score your fortieth in Buffalo. Maybe like yeah, I don't like, like, like just
1: you can he can do it in like a five-one loss. Yeah, right. Like that'll be cool. Right, but if it's the game winner in overtime, you're like, oh, man, you know, that's like gonna oh, that's going to be tough. And like, so, man, we've had like a few returning Sabres score hat tricks. Ryan O'Reilly with Toronto. Yes, that was atrocious. That that hurt my soul. Uh-huh. That hurt me. That's one of my favorite Sabres moments as a kid. now I wouldn't even say as a kid, but like you know, a in, in, um, late teenager. Yeah leaving work to go watch the draft where they select Eichel mm-hmm. and they make the trade for Ryan O'Reilly. They had gotten Kane in the season prior, so you're kind of building that up. Because so I think he was injured when he first got here, so that was, that was that kind of excitement. Then there were rumblings most of that day that, like, hey, the Sabres are going to get active here, even though they are also taking Eichel. They take Eichel, and also the Ryan O'Reilly trade happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember me and my dad are driving home from the arena, and my dad's just sitting there going, All right, like he's just like like kind of at a loss for words because at that point the bills were still bad. Yeah, like there was really Kyle Orton was just a quarterback like that, (laughs) and you really didn't have any feeling that like they're going to get out of this. Yeah, like it wasn't like when they first drafted EJ where you're excited. I could really. EJ Manuel, I've got stories, Maybe, Man. maybe we'll tap on that. We, we might have to because, like, <laughs> I like I remember, like, I'm in Disney World when he's playing his first preseason game against the Colts, and mm-hmm. I actively leave the parks to go back to my hotel room because I knew the game was on TV. Yeah. And I watched him play the Indianapolis Colts. And I – 13-, 14-year-old Zach truly built up in his head that EJ was going to be a star. I think – I ignored everything else. Like, my, yeah. my swim coach at the time was a Florida State alum – Huge Florida State fan, obviously. And he was like, Zach, it's a bad pick. Yeah. And I was like, you're a loser. <laughs> like, I, just, You're wrong. Yeah. And uh, he was right. He's spot on. Yeah. But, oh, man. But, yeah, like I, that's maybe the highest bit of emotions I've had for the Sabres. Mm-hmm. Outside, I feel like you outside can outside hear it deflate, like, too. Yeah, outside mm-hmm. of, like, in-season win streaks, like, last year was a lot of fun the entire year. But in terms of, like, hype going into a season, yeah. It was only topped by this year. Yeah. because Going into this year. They played meaningful games in March. <laughs> as the, I, I know. As the we actually hit it. We, we Botterill actually did once it. Said. Yeah, we so, did
2: it. Yeah, and we played meaningful games in March. And I don't know. I went to a game with my family, my siblings and my, my dad and stepmom. And it was just last season. It would have been exciting to watch even if they were losing. The style of offense they oh, played man, with. Oh, man, it was so much fun. This season, I'm sitting there in the third period. I'm like, okay, it's 2-1. to one. Do I see this coming back? No.
1: Do I see them coming back? Yeah. Are no, they no.
2: playing fun hockey? No. Mm-hmm. They they were just they were out goalied, Unfortunately, at the end of the day, that's the story of that game mm-hmm. against the Stars. But it was just it wasn't eventful hockey. There were a couple hits, right? Yeah. But they were the young, spry team that was just blowing people's minds on this high st- high flying offense I mean, their, and their, they their, went away from it.
1: Their kid line which featured two rookie wingers was yeah. like one of the most potent offensive lines in hockey Yes. and it just all went away, man. Yep. I like I hate when like I come on air like the only time I talk about the Sabres is kind of to trash them. Yeah. Like we're we're uh we're going to be joined by Paul Hamilton at the bottom of the hour here just to you know kind of get an idea of what's going on with this game but like that's my thing. Like I'm going off of this. Like, hey, you won seven and nothing against the Kings. That's amazing. Yeah. you're playing Florida on a back to back. Like that should set up well for you. And
2: UPL's playing his best hockey right now. So of his career, career, I mean the the gentleman has a double hip replacement. Let's just be honest here. So yeah. it's kind of remarkable he's doing what he's doing. I'm gonna he, be honest with you. He's
1: been phenomenal this year. And my only thought process is I can't wait for them to lose this game.
2: Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you just... And, <laughs> you can't and get, I get that it. out of your head. It's and, an intrusive and, thought. And I
1: don't want to say, like, that. Like, Flo- like, they should beat Florida. Florida's a very good team. I mean, Reinhardt, again, is going to score 40 goals. If the Sabres have a 40-goal score this year, a miracle would have occurred. Yeah. But, like, that's my thought process. It's just, like, they can play with anybody. Mm-hmm. They've shown it. They Like, they can run people out of the barn every night. Right. and They are that scary like, team. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. it just feels like they just, you know... They have to like have like a rah rah speech to get them up there. They have to have fire Donny Chance in the stands for them to even like right. get up and play. And it's so disheartening, especially like Joe, I don't know if we've talked about this off air, but like I said last year, I thought this is one of the most likable Buffalo sports teams in recent memory. I think we did talk about I think, it off air because we were talking about you know the Bills at six and six
2: at one point in the season yeah. versus the Sabers at five hundred. Like, can they make the push like where they were last season? Yep. We're like they're exciting to watch. They're so exciting. The Bills. It's the same story every year. They go out in the
1: divisional round. Yeah, right? like for the Bills, yeah. I, I got to a point where I'm like, I hate all of you. Yeah, like, and it, it was it was nothing they did. It was just more like we're doing this again, and it's, I can't. It's do a it broken again. record with them. Yeah, yeah. and you're, mm-hmm. and, you, and it breaks your heart. Where with the Sabers, it's like that new relationship, and yep. like all of a sudden like the honeymoon phase yeah. is over now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're releasing all these fun videos like between two stalls with Jeff Skinner. Yep, their Twitter account and their Instagram accounts were constantly funny and poking fun at stuff and Mm -hmm. you're like this is good this is good this is what we want yeah have you noticed like all that's also like just gone Gone. away and it wasn't even like in the summer either like getting close to the season like it felt almost like after free agency when their big moves were Eric Johnson and and Connor Clifton it just ended like and they were like like it it almost felt like in a way cosmically they kind of knew the season's gonna be call
0: from mom answer it call silenced bad
1: and and we maybe like shouldn't like keep playing fun yeah because this probably won't go well and i don't think they felt that way but that's how in my mind it is built up that like when those were their two free agent acquisitions and jack quinn also gets hurt in july and i mean joe how how can you recover from a guy that gets hurt in the middle of the offseason you you apparently can't yeah i guess i guess not
2: right i guess you don't have enough time to really you know get get a plan together and figure that out when you're not playing hockey three times a week or whatever but no it's just They steered away from the type of play that got them one point away from the playoffs last year, right? They didn't go get a veteran goaltender. They put it on the shoulders of a 21-year-old my age. You put the face of the the franchise on his Mm -hmm. shoulders, right? You're killing his confidence the more you leave him out there in these horrible situations, right? I just remember
1: early on. me, Me and Josh talked about it yesterday. Early on, one of his first few games, across ice. Yeah, just a, like a saucer pass almost goes in the net, and and it did. It, they just didn't have a, 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 a an angle to show it, right? And that to me, I was like, oh, he's, he can't. He like he's got to develop. Yeah. And to be fair, since he's been in Rochester,
2: he's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. When he put that eagle head on, I, I don't know yeah. the exact name of it. When he did that, yep. that the the switch flipped. But I think you needed to let him develop, and you needed that free agent acquisition. You
1: needed was a veteran goaltender. In- I think either a veteran goaltender or just like for for me a big thing has been you, you, stop Defense. keeping all these offensive prospects. Yeah, right. Yeah, go oh get, yeah. Go get a sure-handed defenseman mm-hmm. who's not thirty. 30- Five, 36 years old and Air Johnson. Yeah, go get
2: somebody. Like, we, we should not be trusting Jacob Bryson anymore, even though he had a decent game. I guess the there's six but... and zero with him in the lineup, which yeah. has completely
1: yeah. thrown me. I gotta ask Paul about that. because I feel like that's <laughs> wrong. I feel like I'm being gaslit with that. I saw that on X or Twitter, formerly Twitter, yesterday.
2: I think after after mm-hmm. their most recent game, someone someone found that stat, and I was like, this is unbelievable. Because he, I think he's the one I trash on the most when he's on the ice. Hundred like, yeah. yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, most of us do. Yeah.
1: I feel terrible, but most of us. Like it. I it's hate just, to, I hate to be that couch fan but I, I have to be watching this team oh with hockey specifically I'm a couch fan yeah like very spe- I cannot ice skate <laughs> I can't do anything on hockey but like in in the back of my mind something will happen and I will convince myself for like three seconds. I could have done better. <laughs> like it just and like and I immediately go. Well, no, you couldn't.
2: It's that classic thought, right? Like, Diggs dropped that big pass in the Chiefs game, right? Every every couch coordinator I out there. Caught it in my backyard. Yeah, a hundred times. I could have caught that from him. That was right on the money. I'm like, okay, run neck and neck with a elite defenseman. Like, come on, like what are we doing yeah. here? Like,
1: like there's no way. There's, there's no nothing, way. There's nothing better than being a fan. No. And, and being angry at the same time. Yeah, it's just where it's, you convince yourself I'm an I'm a pro athlete. I've been a pro athlete my entire life. There are some people who are
2: former pro athletes where I'll take that from. You know, you, yeah. maybe maybe you could have done that. Yeah, like I've no actually seen you yeah, do that. right. But no, no, not not the couch that not the couch coordinators and receivers
1: out there. No, but. but yeah, Sabers do play tonight at seven o'clock. They host the Florida Panthers pregame right here on WGR. It's going to get started at six o'clock, and we'll get a little more Sabers talk coming in on the bottom of the hour when our own Paul Hamilton will join us before practice this morning. Uh, but kind of for the, like the I guess the thesis of the show today. Me and Joe were talking a little bit about it before the show started. What, you know, we're, we're hearing a lot of trade talk. I know Joe also tweeted out today, not Joe Kelly, but no, Joe other, yeah, the, yeah. from a few, from a few <laughs> hours ago. I realize that as I'm saying it. I'm like, we actually have two Joes back-to-back here. Yeah. Um, tweeted out what the Falcons did to trade up for Julio Jones. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter... I that want that like the idea of trading up for a receiver. And so I kind of wanted to take that and kind of run with it and not necessarily just talk about trade-ups. But what is your dream scenario for this offseason? And no, I do not mean firing Sean McDermott. We're past that point now. We are now with the current crew they have, what's your dream scenario for the offseason? And for me, another receiver we've kind of talked about a ton, not in terms of trading up, but in terms of just trading or potentially moving off of is Stephon Diggs. I'm somebody that does not want to see Diggs get moved, Joe. I'm not I'm not. I would rather just kind of see this play out and them eventually kind of replace him with younger guys. There is somebody I would love for the Bills to move off of and would love to see if they can find a trade partner. Who who may who may that be? That's Dawson Knox. Oh. And I know a lot of people like him a ton and he's He's been a great person in the community the whole thing, mm-hmm. but the contract he signed never made sense when it happened. No, they gave him a Travis Kelsey level contract at that time. Yeah, in early like an early like we think you're going to become something. Well, because
2: with under Brian Dable's offense
1: he was looking like that well yeah the year yeah. the year before he gets that contract extension like he was making big plays it looked early on that like oh wow like okay like here we go like mm-hmm. he's a main factor like whenever josh would roll to the right yeah you kind of knew knox is going to be open right end
2: zone he was, was he was a, a big contributor to, for touchdowns big too. contributor
1: mm-hmm. but then they go out and draft Kincaid, and Kincaid basically tops all of his career bests in his rookie year outside yeah. of touchdowns he only had two this year but i expect that to rise that'll change yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. i expect that to rise pretty quickly and you sign him though to a four year 52 million dollar contract 31.2 of that is guaranteed
2: yeah yeah i listen i i'm a big dawson knox fan i own a jersey of dawson knox i i love tight ends that's my favorite position in football Really, I really do. I, I always have. I had a Charles Clay jersey. Then that's horrible. Like that's I, disgusting.
1: I've, I did not know that about you. I want. I got to talk. Tight
2: you about ends and that linebackers now. are my two favorite to watch. Like Matt Milano and Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, of course. Those are yeah. my. Those are my favorites. Oh, but um, fascinating. Yeah, it's just. It's truthfully, it's it's a tough situation because he does do what he does well when he's healthy, mm-hmm. right? After mm-hmm. that wrist surgery, when he was out for an extended period of time. He came back and made some big plays in the end zone. Like, yeah. He was targeted two times in that first playoff game, or maybe the Patriots game. I'm not sure. One of them. Mm-hmm. Two targets, one was a drop and one was a touchdown. So, hey, listen, I mean, he might not be your guy to make plays in the field, but in the end zone, he's a lock, right? He's better at blocking than Kincaid in a lot of scenarios as well. I will yep. say that. Well, yeah, I mean, Kincaid coming out of Utah, his big thing was he can't block. Right, like, exactly. He's, he's a receiver. But he's gotten better with that. Him and Spencer Brown blocking like very works. Quickly. Yeah, yeah very it works. But better with it. I think a restructure might be in order for Dawson Knox, if that's possible.
1: I don't know if it is or not. Like, that's the thing. I think you know? that's the thing. is like, I'll, I'll never fault a player for not taking like a huge pay cut and, like a restructuring. Right. I would love though if they could restructure it to where he gets a lot of his money now in bonuses and stuff cuz his dead cap for this year is 20.2 million. Yeah. You got to you got to put incentives on that. Yeah. You got to restructure it into incentives. Cuz that hurts and his is um his average Oh, I got to find this now. His average annual salary is going to be $13 million. It's not a great contract, but I have been thinking of teams that could potentially be willing to take that on because they have room to do so and mm-hmm. because there is an out in 2025. Ah, uh, okay. So his dead cap goes from, in 2024, $20.2 million. It drops in twenty five to $7.8 million. Right, so a
2: rebuilding team looking to take on a tight end can take that salary for a year, and if it doesn't work, just take, drop them. Yeah, drop them. And, and you're not And you're taking the there. lesser end of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And for me as well, I think a lot of it too is I'm willing to bite the bullet on this and say, Screwed it up. That's fine. Namely, because of who the Bills GM is, that being Brandon Bean, if he gets a fifth-round pick, I kind of trust him either to use that to move up in rounds three or four or even two. Mm Mm-hmm. Or use that fifth round pick to go get a younger cornerback or another safety or something in like in those positions. Your, your where, defense is going to get younger. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the value can be used correctly on positions where you don't need to go to the first round to get a cornerback who's gonna be, you know, cornerback two with Christian Benford. Like yeah, you can go to the fifth your, round yeah. mm-hmm. and be like, sweet, like you go right there, we're not gonna throw you to the wolves right away, but then like pretty quickly it'll be you. And as well that if, if you could move off of Knox and maybe take half the salary while like team like Carolina takes the other half, mm-hmm. it'll allow you maybe to sign back somebody like Leonard Floyd for a year, who right. you're going to need help on the edge. AJ S is going to be a free agent this year. You really only got Greg Rousseau mm-hmm. and Von Miller as your edge guys. That's kind of concerning. Now,
2: here's my question, though. Yes, Leonard Floyd broke his season r- record in sacks, right? He was 10-plus. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing, though.
2: What's the upside there, though? Mm-hmm. Like, is he go- he's he's only going to get older. Is he's that only- going to continue? Yeah. But here's the thing, too. A.J. Epinesa is going to be a free agent. hmm This is a cherry pick stat for you. Sorry. More interceptions it. on the season than Sauce Gardner had on the Jets. There we go. He, I think there's more upside to keeping Epinesa around, I'm going to be honest with you, than Leonard Floyd was great. Like, I, we brought him in as, not we, the Bills brought him in as a service guy, right, mm-hmm. to fill Von Miller's spot while he was recovering from his injury. Mm-hmm. He did more than that. He subverted people's expectations and went above and beyond and was a starter pretty much on yeah. the defense, right? Is he going to continue to do that consistently is the question. With age, he's only getting older from here. And I think Epinesa's got that age factor where he's young and mm-hmm. he's finally starting to take those steps to the point where you're like,
1: okay, AJ's for real. Yeah. Like, we drafted him. He's, he's showing up. He's doing what he needs to do. I will tell you on Floyd, too, he had one sack in his final six games. And he had none in the postseason this yeah. year. So that's... Like, that defense kind of stalled in the postseason yeah, in general. Yeah, not, not great, not, not great. great. And then Epinesa, though, while I, I'm with you on that, Like he has the age where like you can still see the potential. Yeah. He had no sacks in his final five games. Right, but and that was that also... also includes the post... Well, that actually then adds on to the postseason as well. He
2: did nab that injury heading he towards the end of the season. Yep. That's kind of where I'm like, okay, pre-injury, he was... Consistently doing well, I would say. Yeah. You know, he was getting to the quarterback and tipping passes to himself. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting back and getting pressure on. And that's something we didn't see out of AJ Apinesa for years since he got drafted. Like, you went, well, like, what is he going to do?
1: His first year was essentially a redshirt year. Like, yeah. we, nobody knew what he was doing.
2: No. Because, yeah, I don't know. I thought we were going to see him at linebacker at one point with all the injuries we had. Mm-hmm. But it was just,
1: I, I, I see some upside for keeping him around. I, mean, I think that's a thing. And when I look at somebody like, like Dawson Knox, I think that that contract is more palatable for a bad team with a ton of cap who maybe just needs like a weapon. Like, yeah, not, not Knox has proven in his career he is a weapon yeah. for teams. And all you've said, about all
2: you have at Carolina is Adam Thielen, and he really regressed towards the end of the season. Yeah, so you like, have a couple more, but yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you don't have a first
1: round pick either, so no. you're not going to add in the you know Marvin Harrison Jr., mm-hmm. Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze, Brock Bowers. You need to help Bryce Young. Yeah, and so like, I, look, I expect them to probably draft a receiver with their first pick of the second round. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if they added some. Where they're like, yeah, he worked really well with Josh Allen. Maybe he'll work well with our guy. Developing Cause, Josh cause, Allen. Because we need mm-hmm. we desperately need our guy and Bryce Young to work. Yeah. I could see that. It's just I I do think the Bills are going to have to get a little cute with in terms of like you're going to have to keep some of this. Mm-hmm. But with the potential out in 25, I do think that contract becomes a little bit more palatable for teams who have cap space. Yeah. Because it won't lock them into a five-year commitment to a guy that look, the Bills are willing to move off of them. Mm-hmm. And I think another really the big thing for me, too, is that. They need help at wide receiver desperately. I think we all agree on that. And there's and they're probably going to take multiple within the first five rounds. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Because yeah, now all of a sudden, where does Knox fit? Yeah, because like, now where, you've got Kincaid where, taking yeah. the first snaps pretty much. And, and if you're limiting the clearly better tight end to appease Knox because of the contract, which I don't imagine the Bills would do. Right. That's. But you're really also wasting money keeping management. keeping yep.
2: Knox on the squad as a second stringer. You know yep. what I mean? You're not utilizing
1: that contract yeah, it, technically. It, it gets ugly really, really fast. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about this after our next segment as we bring in our own Paul Hamilton as we get ready for the Sabres to take on the Florida Panthers later tonight at 7 pregame starting at 6, both, of course, right here on WGR. We'll do that after a quick timeout. You're listening to the Extra Point Show.
0: This is WGR. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and